All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over the relevant headline articles of the week. And I also go over the actual live market data so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening here in the Bay Area. We got a lot of big news. And the biggest news of them all, as I've been saying it from time and time again, no exodus here. Google to invest $1 billion on California real estate in 2021. Really interesting to see. They have 52,000 employees in California. It has plans to hire 10,000 more workers in the U.S. and invest more than $7 billion across the country this year. In the past three years, Google has already invested nearly $30 billion in offices and data centers. Pretty amazing to see. Google is allowing workers to stay fully remote until at least September. And um, the CEO said employees can work from home two days per week after offices reopen. But the, cap the company's appetite for new office space concent concentrated in Silicon Valley remains enormous. Pretty incredible to see, very uh, insightful as well. As I've been mentioning from time and time again, people that work at Facebook, Google, Apple, LinkedIn, I think even Netflix, uh, Amazon, all these companies and their employees, they will be going back to the office. Now, it may not be as much as it was before, but it clearly has made a very big impact when it comes to real estate, right? Because people have initially thought, why pay these prices in these prime locations if I can live further away? But now if people need to be back in the office, it is important for that as a variable that they have not thought of from before. So because of that, San Mateo County, Santa Clara County have already seen a very big uptick in terms of prices. And that momentum just seems to be happening, especially as my guess is that more and more companies will be going back to the office that are not as big of a headline article as it is for Google. So really interesting to see this news. My suggestion for those that, you know, if you don't want to believe these news or, or if you want to see for yourself, just drive by, go drive by Mountain View, drive by Sunnyvale, drive by Cupertino. You can see for yourself what has been going on in the area to be able to see like the growth that they've been having. So pretty amazing to see. I suspect that will continue to be the case for these big tech companies. Next, the urbanizing of Bay Area during the pandemic shocks North Bay housing market. So in general, the North Bay, like Marin County and those like Sonoma County have been a very big benefactor uh, of people moving out, especially from San Francisco. So it's been a really big increase of individuals. It's been really uh, very, very busy in terms of activity. It's been very busy in terms of activity. So I suspect that will probably slow down a little bit, but especially with San Francisco, a lot of companies that are in San Francisco are going to go fully remote. So I suspect North Bay will continue to do very well. And as you have seen, most places all around San Francisco have done very well in itself. So that's something that's been going on because of San Francisco's uh, flee of people to move and settle down in other areas. What is interesting is this article, Dropbox subleases San Francisco headquarters, second biotech firm reports nearly $400 million loss on real estate. So basically because Dropbox has decided they don't wanna stay in the office space, um, they're basically subleasing their space, but they're subleasing it at a loss uh, to other companies. And so there are other biotech firms and they're not leasing a whole lot. 52,000 square feet of space is not a whole lot. 
the general ratio, as you can see here, is we'll have space for 358 employees. So if you can think about the math, most of the time, most of these, um, it's there's a ratio of square foot to employee count. So if you do that, that's about what 150 uh, square feet per, per employee, which is a little bit bigger. So in biotech, that space is bigger because there may be lab space, there may be some other kind of communal space. But when it comes to like tech firms, they actually price the square foot per employee is actually usually less. Now, we will see what that ratio looks like in the future. But it was a really easy indicator to see how many employees can possibly fit in a location just by doing that simple math equation of square feet per employee. When I was working in the corporate real estate world, you know, that was a huge measurement of how they justified uh, expenses and how they thought about how much space they need for X amount of employees, so on and so forth. And for a long time, they kept actually shrinking that. So it will be um, interesting to see like just how much that is, even though the price has dropped. So while the price per square foot for commercial real estate has dropped, I think because they need more space, I wonder if it somewhat evens out. We will see uh, as this plays out. But um, as you can see, biotech is continuing to gobble up uh, the space that uh, some of the corporate, the traditional corporate real estate, like office space, uh, has had. Next, Lenar triples down on home building plans. I mean, Lenar has been uh, building. There's a several different developments in the area. I think they have a big Alameda project coming online fairly soon. They have a bunch of projects in the East Bay. Have a few projects in the Peninsula. So really interesting to see this growth. Um, but they themselves are spinning off their apartment and single-family rental businesses to just focus on building more homes. Most of the new construction companies, they do have headwinds when it comes to lumber prices. So that has certainly affected a lot of areas. But they still see this as a huge opportunity to keep building as much as they can in good areas. Um, unfortunately for the Bay Area, there's just not that much room in, the, I would say, the core Bay Area. So it's just something to be mindful of as um, you kind of seek available options, whether you buy pre-existing homes or if you buy uh, new construction homes, you probably have to go a little bit further out. So places like Tracy, Sacramento, these areas will tend to have a lot more land. So they will also tend to have a lot more of these types of projects going online. Next, Spencer Raskoff outfit, Picasso raises $75 million. So I've been monitoring this company for some time now. Uh, because Spencer Raskoff is a former, I think, founder of Zillow, and he's done a lot of really big uh, real estate uh, tech companies and different ventures in that aspect. I think, I don't know if it was himself, but I think he may have had like some play when it came to like uh, Open Door. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I think that may have been the case. But um, either way, they they have recently raised a huge amount of money, and their goal is to basically democratize the rental business income, like the vocational rental business side of things. So instead of, you know, as you can think of most people, their value and their creation of the company is, if you think about like a vacational rental, let's say you bought a place in Lake Tahoe. Well, you probably wouldn't be there all the time. You may be there a couple of times a year, but you spend all this money on one property that you're only using you know, less than 5% of the time. So it is like a timeshare model, but in, except of uh, basically paying these kind of high, really high amounts is sharing it amongst other people. 
So it will be interesting to see if a lot more people are now open to doing this kind of sharing. And they certainly have raised a ton of money to be able to take this on. And if that's the case, I think that asset as vacational home rentals may become a lot more popular because now your buyer pool is a whole lot bigger than it was before. So it'll be interesting to see this uh, play out. So for those friends of mine that are in Lake Tahoe or Joshua Tree and in these markets that have a lot more vacation rentals, uh, they, I think they will continue to do very, very well. Some other news when it comes to just the general real estate market uh, in terms of brokerages. So Compass aims for a $10 billion plus market valuation. They should be going public, I think, sometime this year. Not sure exactly when. They'll be looking to raise a lot of money. And another company, which is now a unicorn, White Label Brokerage Side achieves unicorn status. At the end of the day, though, the brokerage, and I think a lot of them, their goal is to try to be value adds for agents. If you think about this business, 10% of agents do over 90% of the work. So a lot of the focus is on attracting these top agents, supporting them however they can on the back end. And then the agents are the, you know, are the rainmakers or are the, are the individuals that uh, have, quite frankly, the most power. So I think what Side has been doing for a while now, they've been able to attract very good talent and then support them in various different ways. That doesn't make sense for an individual agent to be focusing their time on. It could be marketing, it could be technology, it could be admin stuff. There's all sorts of these things that it doesn't make that much sense for the agent to only do. But a company like Side and, and various other smaller boutique firms, uh, they're coming in with a different angle. But as you can see, they raised $150 million prior, and then they just raised, looks like another $63 million. Sorry, no, the total is they actually just raised $150 million. And they're only a four-year-old company. So really amazing, really incredible to see this growth of, uh, of a lot of investors thinking like this is a segment of how the brokerage model will work. But at the end of the day, it's still fundamentally on the agent side. The agent is what all these big brokerages are chasing. So uh, that's 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 that. All right, let's go take a look at the data itself. So as I mentioned, every week I just extract from the data so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening in terms of the marketplace. So we always start with San Mateo County. San Mateo County, 174 new listings this week, uh, which is a drop over what was previous weeks. 172 though went contingent pending. Look at this uh, growth. We've been seeing it from time and time again, and it has not actually uh, decreased. If you look at it from the last week of looking at all of March, we're at the end of the March and it's settling at about over $1.8 million. This growth has been pretty intense. This is a 20% growth in the last two months in San Mateo County for single family homes. Look at condos and townhomes though as well. It has also picked up pretty significantly. This is actually about 100,000. So it's about a 12% increase in the last two months. So really interesting to see. This is a clear indication that people are going back to the office, clear indication that people are wanting to be back in these prime areas. There's no other reasoning about it uh, as to why this is happening. Otherwise, if people are truly leaving, the prices will be going down, which they are certainly not. So be mindful of that if you're looking in San Mateo County, have the right expectations. Look at Santa Clara County. 
So Santa Clara County, they have 486 new listings, 472 that are contingent pending this week. So very high amount that are getting taken off the market within basically a week time frame. And look at this growth. Pretty incredible to see as well. This is about, it's getting close to 1.6 for medium single family home versus it was about less than 1.4 um, two months ago. So that's about 15% increase. And look at condos and townhomes. Same result, steady climb up. Back to that thesis that I brought up, people are going back to the area. Clear reason why there is demand again. Because if you think about it, interest rates are higher now than they were before, right? So it's not because of that. It's because the location matters again as people will be going back to the office. And keep this in mind, people are not back to the office yet. Imagine once traffic comes into play, what will that do and how will that impact things? Um, that's going to be the, the interesting thing to see, I would say, in about six months plus. Look at Alameda County, though. Still super strong. I mean, look at this growth. Continuously increased month over month. Incredible growth in Alameda County for single family. Condos and townhomes, similar result, has picked up again. So that is what's happening in Alameda County. Um, nothing as crazy as you see in Santa Clara and San Mateo County, but it has also been increasing. The big change of the week is this Contra Costa County one. Now, this is really staggering. I mean, look at these numbers. This is an average of maybe $875,000 now. But look at the growth over the year. It's incredible to see in Contra Costa County. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that it's still being this hot. But I guess people continue to want to settle down and move to these areas. I think, I think the reason actually is more of they're getting priced out of other markets and other areas. And so they are wanting to go back. Um, so they they may have no choice but to start looking in these areas. Like I have a few clients, we're looking like Concord and Pleasant Hill and these areas that they never considered before. But because of them being priced out, they have to look into these options. Let's wrap up with the last two. San Francisco. Look at San Francisco, though. Residential single family homes it has also picked up tr pretty tremendously. This growth is pretty incredible and goes back to the same thesis that I've mentioned time and time again. People are going back to the office. In San Francisco, not a lot of people are actually going to the office. Not a lot of companies are having people go back, but things are opening up again. So it's a difference. Like the lifestyle is very different in San Francisco than other areas. And even look at condos and townhomes in San Francisco. It has also picked up pretty tremendously over the last two months. We are actually approaching pre-COVID levels. So for you that have thought to get a discount, the time is now if you want a discount because this is likely to just keep picking up as the months goes on and you can see it for yourself. Last but not least, we talked about briefly about Marin County. You saw from that news article that I shared previously, similar incredible growth, right? Initially about $1.4 million about two months ago. Average now is closer to 1.7. That is more than a 20% increase in two months. So the reality is this, if you're a buyer, it's certainly very doable. The interest rates are still very low, especially over a long period. I think this is just the beginning of the increase. If you look at a lot of the other markets over the last uh, year, they've been actually increased 30 to 40% in one year. So the fact is the Bay Area has been suppressed for the last year. So it seems like we are just starting now. And so it'll be really wild to see this year as it plays out. The evidence speaks for itself. If you get priced out, you might have to just reconsider either 
buying a condo or a townhome, which are still great properties and they still have clearly picked up, or you might have to look at other areas to expand the parameters. And if you know of anybody trying to sell a house, this is clearly a great time for those, right? If they are trying to leave, I mean, it's as deal as, as it has been in the last decade to sell a house. You're going to sell for record amounts. You're going to sell it within a week. You're going to have tons of bidders, tons of traffic. So if you have any desire to leave the area, it's hard to argue like when is a better time, quite frankly. The data speaks for itself. I hope that was, this was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out anytime. Happy to help. My contact details are below. If you're watching this on social media or if you're watching on Instagram, tune in and send me a DM. Happy to help you and answer any questions. I will uh, conclude here and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com or give me a call or text 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.